What is up, my ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Hello. the WAN Show. We are going to have a fantastic show for you today. Apple has a new 13-inch MacBook. What? Wow. Apple making another MacBook? I thought they didn't even care about MacBooks anymore. I thought they just wanted to make AirPods. Actually, it does look all right. It does look all right. All right. Yeah. AMD. This is really, this is the big story this week. AMD not supporting Zen 3 on older motherboards. Why are they doing this? Well. Why would they hurt everyone? Maybe, maybe they just lived long enough to become the villain, as the title of the video today seems to suggest. It is uh, obviously a little bit more nuanced than that. What else yeah. we got? Just a little bit. Xbox Series X gameplay reveal temporarily taken down i i don't know about that part it's definitely back up at this point amidst backlash over uh lack of almost any gameplay and really? i watched it and that is true there okay. is probably seconds worth of gameplay across a 30 minute video i'm excited um, to hear about that what else we got and amd releases ryzen 3 third gen okay that's cheating anthony should not get his points for putting this topic in the wan show doc because he was the one who wrote the review that we did. So all he had to do was take his notes and copy paste them in. <laughs> That's Look at brilliant. This. Look at this. Source three, us. Uh, <laughs> and it's a I link to our didn't... video. Like I'm gonna <laughs> watch like I'm gonna do? watch a Linus Tech Tips video to like talk about it on the WAN show. It's what we need written articles for. You know what? I've had, oh my had enough of your crap, Anthony. I'm rolling that intro. That's awesome. Oh man, what a nerd. Because <laughs> you know he knows what he's doing, you know? <laughs> you mm -hmm. knew what you were doing. Someone asks, is this pre-recorded? Yeah, this is our fourth one of the day so yeah. far. Yeah, they're all pre-recorded. It's like, we, we pre-record them so hard, they're more like post-recorded, you know? Like, that's, that's my new, I'm going to be like post Malone. This is post when you know it's like the next level when the the, yep. the end times of when all right why don't we jump right into our first big topic for the day and this is already causing big waves in the tech community there's already a thread on the forum that is so this was originally posted 12 hours ago by nk 1987 it's a good year 1987 not quite as good a year as the one before it but Decent, decent year. Um, and K1987 says that uh, Hardware Unbox asked the question specifically, and AMD seemed to have replied that all future AGISA code for Zen 3 will not support anything but 5XX series motherboards. Uh, this doesn't seem to be like in the past when vendors have added support for A320 boards but more like when AMD updated the AGISA to lock out PCI Express 4 on X470 boards. So there is a huge mixture of reaction all the way from people expressing their frustration to people defending AMD's position here. Uh, let's go ahead and give you guys sort of the very short version of the notes here. So Zen 3 is the upcoming AMD Ryzen 4000 series processors. That is the desktop ones. 4000 series processors on mobile are in fact Zen 2. Confused yet? I don't blame you. Uh, hey, look at that. We've got a compatibility matrix. Wow. Wonderful work, Luke. It's kind of cut off, but actually sort of maybe useful. 
Um, you know what? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that oh wow. That's better. spectacular. That? Uh, you know what? It's it's great. You, you know what? You try hard, and I love it. <laughs> so Zen three. Zen three is AMD's upcoming architecture that we're going to find in their desktop four thousand series processors, and it sounds, at least from AMD's hints and teasing, like it is going to be a very significant upgrade. Like people are expecting this to be the one where they go from being really competitive with Intel CPU offerings but at very compelling prices and with a with a core count advantage where if you happen to um you know have a workload that takes advantage of more cores then it'll be more performant but if you're a raw gamer you're probably better off sticking with intel um we're going to go from that situation to that you know the feeling we're getting is amd leapfrogging intel in a significant way where across the board they are going to be the performance leader and so there's a lot of people out there with amd motherboards based on amd's um guidance so far and based on their attitude so far towards oh wow i'm accidentally streaming at 60 fps well there you go i had meant to set it to 30. uh based on Beautiful. amd's attitude so far towards backwards and forwards compatibility between their motherboard chipsets and their cpus um there's people out there that are sitting there with amd motherboards like yeah i'm gonna upgrade to i'm gonna upgrade to zen 3. i'm going ryzen 4000 series as soon as this thing drops boom you will not so it looks like Zen 3 will only be supported on B550 and X560, or X570, excuse me, which means that unless you bought a new motherboard to go with your Zen, Zen 2 Ryzen 3000 series, so third gen um, processor, you are going to be plumb out of luck. The farthest you're going to be able to go is Ryzen third gen. Uh, people seem to be pretty annoyed, but in fairness to AMD, let's have a look at how long AM4 has been going strong. It yep. was announced in 2016, delivered in early 2017, and they are actually still releasing processors for this platform. And as long as your older motherboard did get a BIOS update from the manufacturer to support these new chips... There are people out there running very early boards with very new CPUs. And what's really cool about having that option is that it means that if you are not the kind of person who has a ton of money, all right, you bought a board back over three years ago, three and a half years ago, you bought a motherboard, you said, look, I'm betting on AMD. And you would have gotten, you know, what was uh, what was like a good chip back then? You know, maybe you picked yourself up a Ryzen, a Ryzen 1600. All right. So let's have a look at why am I in French by default here? All right. So the Ryzen 5 1600 processor. Here's the specifications. I'm going to pull this up. I can't show it to you guys, but whatever. It's got six cores. All right. Maximum boost frequency up to 3.6 gigahertz. It had like a decent. Um, oh, wow. You've got. Uh, there's two Linuses now. Thanks, Luke. Uh, okay, so that's you know decent boost frequency. You had decent IPC base frequency 3.2, and it had 12 threads. Okay, that was that was a great value. But Zen 2 is so much faster that if you were to run out, and go on Newegg.com, and uh, let's let's have a look. Ryzen 2600 for 168 dollars you could move to six cores of 3.4 gigahertz base 3.9 gigahertz boost much faster ipc like this is a way better processor for 168 bucks plus you can probably flip your 1600x okay so ebay.com here suckers let's have a look 
So Ryzen 1600. Oh, did I say, sorry, 1600, non, non 1600, 1600X. Okay, so that thing is still worth, looks like about a hundred bucks on eBay. All right, anywhere from 100 to $120. So over a span of three and a half years, you could have gone from what was pretty competitive back then to like cutting edge now for uh, the difference between these, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. That's looking pretty good to me for, for a CPU upgrade path. And this is gen like, I know, I know he's, he's mentioned this a couple of times, but this has actually been a really long amount of time of compatibility and they have already held back certain features due to trying to keep this platform going for a longer period of time. With uh, so the oh yeah go ahead sorry. go ahead go ahead no no hit me so the like super enthusiast should kind of want this to a certain degree anyways with that said i want to play i want to play devil's advocate to myself here and okay. say um compared to what intel does is amd really out ahead by that much because that's Intel's uh, that's Intel's game, right? So every every motherboard, every new motherboard chipset launches with a new CPU, and then you get like one CPU upgrade. There was actually yeah. one case where we got uh, where we got two. It was the uh, what was it? Devil's Canyon refresh or something like that. So where uh, you had the 3770K, the 4770K, and then the 4790K was like sort of a sort of an upgrade for it, but it, realistically it was just like a tweaked 4770K. But if you kind of go and look back at it, okay, we got Zen, we got Zen Plus, which was a bigger tweak than Devil's Canyon for sure, and then we got Zen 2 on those motherboards. We only really got two full CPU refreshes. We got like two and a half kind of thing. And that is better than Intel, but if you look at their Threadripper platform, it was the same thing, right? We got a new, we actually got a new socket with the third gen Threadripper. So they only managed to do two generations on that one. And then we actually, I don't know if we know if uh, TRX4, our STRX4, uh, socket TRX4 is getting, I think, I think it is probably getting another generation. I don't know if that's actually formally confirmed. So don't take, take all of this from, for the ignorant ramblings that it is, but... I think there's a couple of things we have to acknowledge here. One is kudos to AMD for making a good effort here. Because one difference is that even though they only managed two and a half, hey, they managed two and a half and through the work of their board partners, updating their BIOSes, there are people out there who really did get three and a half years worth of upgrades on a motherboard. That's freaking awesome. Yep. Number yep. two is that by keeping the same AM4 socket, even though the chipset compatibility is uh, a little bit dicier, they are creating a lot of confusion in their lineup, something that I have heard cited as a reason that Intel does not do this. They don't want confusion in the lineup. If you buy this and you buy this, it will work that simple. Um, so AMD has taken that risk. They have taken the risk of creating confusion in their lineup to have as good of intercompatibility as they possibly can. And what's neat, is that instead of going, okay, I've got a CPU and a motherboard, and then in two years, they will both be complete dead-end platforms, at least if you were to upgrade. Let's say you bought your original motherboard back three and a half years ago, and you were to upgrade your motherboard today in preparation for Zen 3, right? You go get an X570 or a B550 board. Well, now you can have third gen, and then probably, maybe, 
something else after that. We've got this overlap between the motherboard and CPU compatibility so that at least if you buy two things, the odds of both of them becoming a dead end at the same time is lower. And as an upgrader, as someone who frequently over the years would, would upgrade my computer piecemeal, that's something that's very appealing to me. You know, I've got a motherboard I already like. I've got a new CPU. You know what? I don't need a new CPU today. This is enough performance for me, but I want some new motherboard features that are super sexy. Go get a new motherboard. That's a pretty cool that's... way for an enthusiast to move their system forward. Do you think that's that common these days? No. And that's another one of the big reasons that um, Intel, uh, that I've heard off the record from, you know, citation needed sources at Intel. Uh, that's one of the big reasons that I've heard for them to not really pursue it as hard. So yeah. it creates a ton of confusion. It creates a ton of uh, customer angst. Like I experienced it for the first time personally. Uh, the the BIOS intercompatibility issues with AM4 motherboards that can arise and be very, very frustrating. Like um, I was building a system last week and I built the whole thing up. I water cooled it. Should have should have post tested it before I actually <laughs> water cooled it. But whatever, you know, you live and learn or you just live one way or the other. Yep. <laughs> OK, I boot the thing up and no post and there's no indication, right? It's not like it makes a special beep code when you install an incompatible CPU. It just like the power flicked on for a second and then off and then on and then off and then on. It looked like just kind of a standard uh, post fail, right? And I was like, fortunately, I am tech savvy enough and I have access to a warehouse full of CPUs 20 minutes away that I was able to go, oh, you know what? It's probably a BIOS compatibility issue. And I ran over to the warehouse, grabbed a Ryzen 1600 or 2600 or something like that, popped it in there. Yep, sure enough, it fires right up, flashed the BIOS, put my third gen uh, 3900X back in there and we're off to the races. But I can see why a company might shy away from that as a user experience, because a lot of your brand as a company is built on how people feel when they buy and use your product. And that was not a good user experience. That's the cold, hard truth of it. And I will confess, I did not fully and properly understand the problem with AMD's uh, BIOS intercompatibility problems. So I was using a B450 board with a Ryzen 3rd gen and my logic based on, you know, the 15 years or whatever I've been into this stuff was, hey, it's been so long since the B450 and Ryzen 3rd gen launches that they should be out of the box compatible by now. I don't have to worry about doing a BIOS update in order to run this chip. That is straight up not how it works. So part of the reason for them dropping the compatibility now and part of the reason that the compatibility is so messy is that the uh, the flash chips, so the, the ROM chips on these motherboards cannot hold enough data to have all the code that they need to be compatible with every CPU that could feasibly be plugged into it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes so much physical sense Physical limitations, now. yeah. These are physical limitations. So we've actually seen compromises be made. So the board that I was using was an ASRock board. You have to go on ASRock's website and it specifically says, download this version of the new BIOS if you're running one of these CPUs. Download this one if you're running these <laughs> CPUs. That's, that's, a, that's a bad user experience. I mean, I went, through the, I went through trying to get my grandparents set up with an iPad over the phone last weekend. And like, obviously that's a pretty extreme example. It took like four hours. Um, <laughs> Well, it's like little things like they didn't know their Wi-Fi password because why would they? They don't have any like Wi-Fi uh, devices. 
And then there were TELUS. I was like, okay, we need to look at the TELUS box. Well, they have two TELUS boxes stacked on top of each other. So, you know, that was a stumbling block. Uh, Their their iMac is so old that um, browser support has been dropped from almost every major browser. There's some kind of Firefox clone. It's like uh, IceFox or something like that, Arctic Fox, that will still run on it, but they didn't have that installed. So even accessing their routers, uh, even accessing their routers UI to log in as an admin, the login button was just not there. So I'm like, I'm like telling my grandpa over the phone, I'm like, just click the login button. He's like, there's no login button. I'm like, no, I'm looking at like screenshots on, on Google of like where the login button is. You're, the, everything else about this page that you're describing to me is right. Click the login button. He's like, it's not there. Random, random pro tip I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, it, and I've used this when, when trying to help my grandpa with something. Set is, it up with TeamViewer before you send it to him. It, if you can get them to get TeamViewer going, which is... <laughs> Potentially a whole different issue. Yeah, I couldn't even um, get them on so Wi-Fi. Th- this is actually how I got them to the point of being able to get TeamViewer working. Yeah, uh, which is I could. You can usually get them to engage in a video call. Um, I, mean, I didn't have get on Wi-Fi, so. But their phone, they didn't have. They a don't phone have a cell Wi-Fi? phone. Yeah. No. No. This was yeah, like. Screwed. Yeah, I, I I had to put on a mask and gloves and just go there. And the stupid thing is that once I got there, it legitimately wasn't simple because of the browser compatibility issues. They had no other web browser capable device in the building that was able to go in and reconfigure the password for their Wi-Fi that they had um, that they had forgotten. So it's like, okay, great. And the UI for that TELUS combination Wi-Fi modem router thing is so bad. So when you change something and like change something else, then click save. The first thing you change doesn't change. Apparently, you just have to do one field at a time. At least in Arctic Fox, which is what I was using, right? So we're using Water Fox. Uh, no, Arctic Fox. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like specifically for old IMAX or something. Fox. Wow. Yeah, cool. I know, right? Um, anyway, what were what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Uh, oh yeah, right. It's a bad user experience. So obviously that's a bit of an extreme example, but not everyone is me. And if I am frustrated by the out of the box experience, I guarantee you the average, like me, when I was, you know, 15 years old, buying my first computer, realizing that I have to go, what, like find a friend. I didn't have any friends. Go find a friend who has a, a CPU that's compatible with my motherboard, convince them to let me rip the CPU out of their computer and put it in there or, or like hope that the store has a, has a p- fast and convenient it, policy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now I have to like go and pay for that or, or not. I know some places do it for free. It's just, it's just not a great user experience. So I, I, I see it from both sides. I see the AMD community feeling a little betrayed, but I also see AMD making an earnest effort to maintain this compatibility, even to the detriment of their user experience. And I see why they might want to clean this up moving forward. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I understand that. I think I'm definitely not more on the side of the AMD community feeling betrayed because like, if they kept this going, it would just get worse and worse. Yes. And like, I don't, that's not, that's not a good solution. Yeah. And you're, I think you're like a lot of people where by the time you upgrade your CPU, a, it's probably time to upgrade. Like when you upgrade your system, you're rocking a 5960X, if I recall correctly. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, eight cores of 
a Haswell ain't that fast these days, not at those clock speeds. Um, by the time you're upgrading your CPU, you know what? Hey, you might also want some new high speed. Actually, you might want some new higher bandwidth USB ports. Yeah. Yeah. So we had an issue sure. right before the call. Why don't you explain what happened? I, uh, I, I've been plugging it. So I, I use a camcorder for this now because yay, upgrades. Uh, and I've been plugging my AVIO 4K capture card into the same USB plug every time. And it's been yep. working every time. But I changed how I had my VR setup done. And I moved where it was plugged in via USB. So that controller had more bandwidth going through it. So the camera would just like stop working constantly. Yep. Very took me a while to out that I just needed to plug it in somewhere else and it solved all the problems immediately. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, that would be great. I, I'm probably waiting for... Ryzen 3rd Gen next... to be cheap in the Linus, Te Linus Media Group store yeah. after 4th Gen comes out. That's what I would expect you to do. Pretty much. Yeah, you're probably going to go You're yeah. probably gonna go 3900X, you know, like not full baller tier because I don't think you need 16 cores. Nope. You don't want to pay an extra like you know three hundred dollars for that or whatever. Yeah. See, I'm nope. on to you. I, I know what you're about. Yeah. 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 What do you think I'm planning on graphics side? Oh, graphics side. Well, you're definitely not going SLI again. I know that for a fact. Not a chance. That has been such a bad experience for you. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think the timing is going to be really good for like uh, the the rumors are already starting to swirl around a, an upcoming RTX refresh. Yep. I think that NVIDIA is very unlikely to make dramatic changes to the NVENC encoder, which I think is the only reason that you could be persuaded to go RTX 3000 series. So my guess is you're going to try and sweet talk me into a 2080 Ti for a song <laughs> right when rtx 3000 series launches that's that's your move that's gonna he be nailed move. it literally every part of the plan <laughs> yeah yeah that's it that was it <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for for upgrading to the new nvenc encoding stuff on the 2000 series and yep. rtx voice looks awesome yeah and that sounds great yeah yeah all right i i know i know i know, <laughs> I know luke uh why don't we talk about Apple's new MacBook? Uh, this is actually, this is pretty good news. So Apple launches a new 13-inch MacBook Pro. We've got it on order. Uh, it's featuring Intel's Ice Lake CPUs and the new, old? <laughs> Scissor-style scissor keyboard. Uh, externally, not much has changed, but it's a bit thicker and 30 grams heavier. Apple, for better, you know, not because they're actually listening, but maybe it's by accident. Apple seems to be listening to me more than not listening to me over the last couple of years. Like they have done a lot of stuff that has annoyed me, but they've also done a lot of stuff that I think is super cool over the last few years, including uh, 10 gigabit networking on the Mac mini. That's sick. So the fact that every desktop Mac now features 10 gig networking, at least as an option. Oh wait, no, I don't think the iMac does. The iMac Pro, the Mac Pro and the, um, and the Mac mini though, are all, all at least have 10 gig networking as an option. Um, their cooling has gotten better. They've improved their keyboard. Like, dang, you know, dang, Apple. So new Ice Lake processor, the high-performance version, sports a 2.3 gig base, uh, 4.1 turbo. Uh, that is a quad-core, if I recall correctly. No, that should be a six-core. Let me just... I'm going to double-check so I don't say anything stupid, right? You know? That's, uh, that is four CPU cores. Four cores, and these are 
Um, probably like U-Class. Yeah, so they haven't changed the battery capacity. It's still about 58 watt hours. So these are probably kind of U-Class-ish um, CPUs. They're using Intel Iris Plus graphics. And uh, dang, we've gone to LPDDR4X. That is going to be a nice little improvement to system snappiness. Also, we've got four Thunderbolt 3 ports. Pretty sweet. Um, so that was already present on the higher end one. That's present here. Okay, what else is interesting? Rated 10 hours of battery life. So the big upgrades really are that we're going to Ice Lake and that we've got LPDDR4X memory. That took a long time to come around. I mean, DDR5 is already on the horizon. So we ordered what we think is kind of a sensible spec here. I don't think we took the top spec CPU, and I think we went with... I think Anthony talked me into a one terabyte drive. He was like, well, boot camp, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a fair point, isn't it? You don't want less than, like... Are you guys like... going to use it? He wants to talk about it as a use case, and I guess he could have just... Yeah, talked wait, about why... it as a use yeah, case? Yeah, why did I spend another $200 on a MacBook? <laughs> Leave me around for your cheap decisions. Um so the, I don't know, I didn't hear you mention this. You might've mentioned this, sorry. Uh, the lower end models have two Thunderbolt ports. The higher end models have four. Uh, of the new ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically that's the same as before then. Well, the, the, the lower end Coffee Lake models, but they're still new models. Oh, why does Apple do this? Yeah. So they're muddying the waters, I see. So only the new high end ones get Ice Lake. I mean, that's, man. Intel has had such 10 nanometer struggles. So Ice Lake is 10 nanometer. Oh, no, that's wrong. It's just showing up weird on this chart. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay, never mind. You know what? Why don't we just go to apple.com? <laughs> I don't do this often. I'm going to treat myself. This is a very expensive website, ladies and gentlemen. It is an extremely expensive website. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, new MacBook Pro 13-inch. Here we are up to 10th generation processors with up to 80% faster graphics performance. Wow, that is that is such a that is such a sideways swipe at Intel right there. Yep, they're 10th gen all right. And yep, up to faster graphics, but they sure ain't faster in any other meaningful way. Hey, got them. Um okay, so we got our Yikes. Wow, this is their buy page. But this configuration page is actually terrible. Hold on a second. I'm going to screen share you guys on this for a second. I really do not like this at all. Chrome. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. There we go. Let's here. Let's pull let's pull this up here, ladies and gentlemen. Look that at this. Fourth like, model. What am I even like what am I looking at? I can't I can't click on any of this. I can't What's the is heck? tech specs? I think your screen is not right. My screen is not right. In what sense? Did you select one of the models already? No, I just clicked tech specs. 13 inch. Look, so Mac, MacBook Pro, tech specs. This is like stupid. Like, what does this correspond to? Oh. Like, how sloppy is that? These look like buttons, but I can't click them. So we've That's just got. That's not the configurator thing, though. That's just the random tech specs of those, that range of laptops. Right, but like. What? I hear you. I hear you for sure. Why can't they just say Core i5 whatever? Why why do they why do they do this their own fancy special way? They One, do they do if you go to like buy it. 1.4 gigahertz quad core 8th generation Intel Core i5 comma turbo boost up to 3.9 gigahertz comma with 128 megabytes of ED RAM. 
How did they manage to make Intel's naming scheme, which is already abominable, even more confusing, configurable to this? Uh, okay. Eighth generation quad. Yeah. Okay. I guess they just don't use it. It's oh. kind of funny, actually, in a way. Wow. All right. So the buy page. See, this is this is much easier to understand. The buy page is a little better. It's still. I mean, they still don't say the actual model name of the processor and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's it, the specs are laid out better. So there you go. We've got a bunch of new models, but the anything but the top end one is not really new in any sort of meaningful sense of the word. <laughs> Because it's still Coffee yeah. Lake and it's still LPDDR3. So that was the part fun. I was confused about. But yeah. I looked it up and like the this page of MacBook Pros, choose your new MacBook Pros, goes all the way back to 2018. Right. So like... Do they at least have not, the better keyboard though? Backlit Magic Keyboard. Yes. So they've at least got a better keyboard. So that's good. Cool. All right. What else we got for the WAN show today? Oh, we should talk about our sponsors. Sponsors for the Hooray. WAN Show. Yeah. All right. The WAN Show today is brought to you by Displate. What, do I, what else do I need to say about it? There are metal prints that you hang on your wall, but you don't have to hang them. They're magnetic. So you put this like magnet thing on your wall, and then you just slap your Displate on there. It's super easy to mount. You don't need any power tools. And they've got over 800,000 different arts spanning a whole bunch of different styles and influences. With their easy magnetic mounting, oh, I already had that. They plant one tree for every display purchased, and this is cool. We even have our very own lineup of displays. So if you head over to displaycom slash slash portraits you can actually see. I'm just going to go like that. Boom, look at that. It's that Linus guy and that Dennis guy and Alex and, and James. And hey, look, hey, we got a cartoon of Luke. We got cartoon Luke in there. That's pretty good. Yay. That's pretty good. All right. It is pretty gonna, good. This is this like is a it. little bit more awkward to do now than it used to be. So use offer code LTT to save 15% at lmg.gg slash displate when. The show is also brought to you by private internet access. You want your internet access to be private? Well, then maybe you should get private internet access, numpty. All right. What's in your <laughs> online security toolkit? Adding a VPN lets you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices. PIA has reliable service with over 3,300 servers in 30 countries. They now feature WireGuard, which is pretty sweet. And they have no bandwidth caps, so you can download anything you want using PIA, and no one will see what you are downloading as long as you actually have it enabled and as long as you use their kill switch so that nothing can leak out. Uh, you can connect up to five devices at once with a single account with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. And you can check them out at lmg.gg slash PIAWAN. Show is also brought to you by XSplit. XSplit's VCAM allows you to remove and replace your background without a green screen. It uses AI to automatically know the difference between you and the background without any need for complicated lighting setups or a fancy camera. It'll even work with your webcam. You can customize the background to anything you want, and VCAM works with other XSplit broadcast tools, but also just other tools like Slack, Hangouts, Skype, and more. In fact, this is like the funniest thing to me. If you go on XSplit's why are all of my Google searches in French right now? I am I'm finding this I'm finding this very frustrating. Yeah, if you go on uh, XSplit's website slash VCAM, uh, works with. They've got uh, Logitech Capture OBS. in there, OBS. They've got OBS right on the page, so it's yeah, pretty sick. Black Zoom. 
basically all the things that you're using right now to like communicate with your school or your work if you're working remotely, yep. et cetera. So if you're they, streaming, all the software you're using. They offer 24-7 support and it costs $3.95 USD per month or... This is nice. Everyone should do this. They offer a lifetime license for $49.95. Use offer code Linus Tech Tips to save 10%. I just, uh, oh yeah, so uh, at the link in the video description. Um, I like that a lot. I'm not a huge fan of software as a service. We did a video recently about how upset I was at how much I pay Adobe, which really is about $10,000 a year between all the editors and the other creative types because almost everyone in the company uses more than just one thing in the suite and once you use more than one like as soon as you buy two individual tools it costs nearly as much as the entire creative suite and obviously they've structured yeah. it that way on purpose otherwise most people like don't use adobe prelude for example um and would be happy to just not pay for it that would be great um but anyway i talked about how frustrated i was paying so much for software as a service and how I would rather just have the option if I if I like it exactly the way it is today and I don't expect it to change at all to just plonk down my money one time and I expect it to be a pretty high fee because that's how that works um, to just own it forever. I, I like that as an option. Uh, Kino has sort of a similar approach uh, with them. You can pay on an ongoing basis and you get like kind of a support contract built into that effectively. And then if you stop paying, you still get to keep the software as it is. I think you just don't get support on it. Like, yeah, that's a good, it's a good compromise because not everybody wants that. Uh, Xbox Series X gameplay reveal was temporarily taken down amidst backlash over the lack of gameplay. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Tell me about this it. This is actually wild. Um, this, like, I opened it up and I watched the whole thing vaguely on a side monitor while I was doing other stuff. And what blew my mind about it was watching the intro I was like, okay, uh, they have like world premiere that looks like someone took some vague Xbox colors for a background and then word art and just wrote world premiere. Yeah. So it seems like, okay, production quality is not exactly super high here. Maybe someone just threw something together and uploaded it, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you get some interviews in there that are like really high ups at Microsoft, like vanking the quarterback that won the super bowl for introing the new madden game and it's like wow. oh wow okay um and there's there's a rather extreme lack of actual gameplay um the the length of the video is quite surprising it's 27 minutes and 44 seconds they have a wow. lot of so it's games. like half an hour basically it's really long okay they have a lot of games that they intro um, and I would say the majority of them probably have zero seconds of included actual gameplay. Okay. Um, and the ones that do have any the actual length? gameplay, a lot of them, it's kind of questionable of whether or not it is actual gameplay because it's very much spliced among definitely cinematics. Uh, it. So it's not really certain if it's like a cinematic of gameplay, which isn't really real or right, not. Like an in-engine um, but pre-rendered type of cinematic yeah, yeah it's really they hard to tell have, the difference yes they do have notices um, uh before a lot of the games i'm right. not sure if it's all of them it might be all of them uh that say it's in engine yeah but like that doesn't really mean anything when it's a cinematic um yes. so yeah it's it's completely bs and i'm honestly surprised it has as many likes as it does 
Um, and I'm assuming it does just from people that like watched it and ignored the word gameplay and were like, hey, a half an hour of trailers. That's cool. So they just, so. they watched half an hour of ads basically. Yeah, and they like, they talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the beginning and then it's the last one that they show and and the like main host for the whole thing goes like and that's it uh -huh, just kidding there's assassin's creed valhalla like it's very much a, a setup thing and then valhalla has as far as i can tell uh, zero seconds of gameplay it's just a trailer wow <laughs> really feels like just a trailer that's embarrassing. Maybe, maybe their gameplay has become extremely cinematic um, but I'm pretty sure it's just... You know, you'd think they would have learned from last time. You know, remember when they launched the Xbox One and they were like, okay, it's a media hub. And then Sony was like, you idiots. The PlayStation yeah. 4 is a game console. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop, one console generation. Like, guys, please take the actual gaming seriously. It, it just doesn't seem that hard. Does it? Is it? No. I And I just skimmed through the Valhalla part again. There's no way any of this is is even attempting at gameplay. It, it should have been like a uh, in-engine, like first look Xbox Series X yeah. games in-engine or something. And like, that's cool. That's or fine. Just, it's just teasing. Teasing the Xbox sure. Series X launch title lineup. Whatever. Yep. And that could have maybe been cool. But they just have but. to stop being so disrespectful of people's intelligence. Like, then again, yeah. you know, apparently, however many, 15,000 people couldn't tell or didn't care. So... 19. Yeah, 19,000 people liked it. Yeah, More that. people disliked it than liked it, though. Yes. And I, I really don't think you're gaining, like, a ton from people watching a massive amount of trailers. I'm sure a lot of them got skipped through. I was going to say like a, a small portion of a video, but I'm sure they just skipped through to find games they're interested in. I had a really good question in the Twitch chat. I actually, I can't oh, see is... who asked it anymore. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I just want to show the world premiere thing. Um, no, it's fine. I want to screen capture this. Uh, oh, here it is. Terrazoidal asks, are you guys going to talk about the Wink Smart Home Hub going paid only? Uh, this has been causing very, very small waves or big waves in a small community. Why don't we say that? Because it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty niche community. But um, Wink Smart Hub. Basically, it's a it's a product that helps you manage um, multiple ecosystems of smart products from one uh, device or from one like controller. And uh, my understanding was that it, there was a free option, at least, available in the past. Um, so once you bought the product, you were able to run it for free. But they basically went, hey, surprise, next week. Uh, and I think the price uh, is going to be $5 a month, I want to say. Uh, here we go, introducing Wink subscription. So this just uh, happened a couple days ago. I've, I was sort of paying attention to this out of the corner of my eye. Um, yep, we are transitioning to a $4.99 monthly subscription on May 13th, 2020. So people got effectively one week of notice. This fee is designed to be as modest as possible. $5 a month is not modest. That's uh, that's like, I, I, I really enjoy this service and I like really care about it. That is $60 a year. Um, 
Should you choose not to sign up for a subscription, you will no longer be able to access your Wink devices from the app with voice control or through the API, and your automations will be disabled on May 13th. Like, straight up, we are turning this off. Your device connection Thanks. settings and automations can be reactivated if you decide to subscribe at a later date. So effectively, anyone who bought it um, has a paperweight now if they don't want to pay the subscription. This is a pretty... This is the kind of bait and switch that I don't really understand how it doesn't lead to a lawsuit unless they were really careful with their terms of service in the lead up to this. Yeah. Honestly, I was trying to figure out if anything other than the banner at the top that says subscribe now to keep your service active, which is so aggro, by the way, when it's all capital and underscored. Um, Yeah. But I, I I was trying to see if there's anywhere else on the site that that says that you have to pay a subscription and I'm trying to add it to my cart to see if it tells me that. And yeah. I, I, can't, I can't. Oh yeah. No, add to cart's not working. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, there's been speculation odd. that these guys have been running out of money. Um, apparently I actually don't know if I have notes on here, so I'm talking off the top of my head. So I'm just going to say, uh, allegedly, allegedly, um, allegedly no. their, their staff have not been paid in some time which is always mm. a bad sign. Literally every yeah. time, that's a bad sign. Um, so I understand why they're doing it. I think that they could have probably, you know, I mean, maybe they have no money, you know? I was going to say, maybe they could have hired a PR firm to walk them through doing this in a way that's a little bit less confrontational. If they had maybe said, hey guys, here's the situation. We, um, we, we are out of money. So we're instituting a voluntary subscription to support our ongoing development. Um, Please subscribe if you care about Wink and you want it to have a future. We're going to do five bucks a month. And then if three months later, six months later, they had said, hey, uh, there's some features that are no longer available to our free tier. Here's what they are. And then six months later, they went, hey, yeah, you're going to have to pay. If they had boiled the frog a little bit on this, I think they they could have avoided a lot of this backlash. But as it is now, this is just such a slap in the face. But they may have just been that desperate. It, it's hard to say unless you're a, you're a fly on the wall for these conversations. So it looks like uh, I'm, I'm assuming you can't add anything to cart until you like create an account. And it also looks like on the create an account page, they make it. No long-term commitments, except that you like bought this device. See, I find it so <laughs> offensive when companies try to double dip, right? Like uh, I remember buying a drop cam and realizing that I just paid $200 for a device that I then had to pay a monthly subscription for. No, just no. Bake it into the subscription or charge me a premium for your shiny device. Those are the so, options. Okay. Does that mean that you would prefer minimum uh, terms then? Because like, if, if they're going to bake it into the subscription, they're going to have to have you subscribe for a minimum amount of time. Sure. And then you're still going to be paying the $200. It's just on like a payment plan, basically. That's fair. But then I think that there's probably some, uh, there's probably some, some, some economic modeling that can be done to go, okay, well, instead of $200, the drop cam could be 30 bucks, which is below our cost of $42.61, but most people will probably subscribe for at least a couple months. There's a middle ground then. But by the, when you pay $200 for that stupid thing, 
which is, you know, basically what, like a, a Pi Zero and a cheap camera on it? Like, let's get real here for a minute. That's not Yeah, they're worth... making money off the device and the subscription as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Can't really argue against that too much, I don't think. Uh, I Jack... just, I, oh, I basically just wouldn't want to be in a situation where like if I actually liked the product and they increased the monthly to make it so that I covered the cost of the device, uh, I wouldn't want to have to keep paying that monthly for way past when I would have paid for the device. Right. Um, says, says a good way to do it is the $200 includes X number of months for free. My problem with that is they usually cheap out on it. Like they give it to yeah. you for like three months or something. Yeah. And that's that I, fi I find that really, I find that really frustrating. Yeah. They, they could even do a thing where like you have to put in your credit card first. Uh, but then it gives you like a year for free yep. or something. Yep. A year or like a couple of years. Like if it, if this thing is good enough that I'm in it for the long haul here, then my, put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah. Especially when you factor in how little some of these services cost, like with uh, with the Dropcam in particular, which is now Nest Cam, uh, the, the paid subscription didn't even have like perpetual data storage or anything. Like I wasn't paying for cloud storage. It was just, It was like temporary storage. It was just like how much of it. It's like, this is so little bandwidth that you guys are basically just milking it at this point. Yeah. Uh, what else we got to discuss today? Microsoft confirms that Windows 10X will be coming to laptops. So that's the dual screen tablet style edition of Windows that was originally designed for highly mobile devices. Apparently, we'll be making its first appearance on single screen devices. So with, this is a quote with Windows 10X. We designed for flexibility and that flexibility has enabled us to pivot our focus towards single screen. So it's like, OK, Anthony previously looked at Windows 10X, uh, the beta of it on short circuit, where he saw what he considered a very Windows 8 like UI complete with full screen apps um, and relegating native Windows 32 apps to running in special containers in order to focus on UWP apps. Microsoft claims this is to improve power efficiency, and he expressed a concern that it may end up on more consumer devices than just special purpose ones. And it seems like this is happening. Good job, Anthony, except that you cheated and you used another video that you shot as a WAN show topic again. Way to go, Anthony. You know, that's what my uncle always says, though. You know, you got to leverage your work. Leverage, leverage, leverage. Don't do work twice when you can do work once and leverage it twice. I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you, Uncle Skip. I appreciate that. There's, um, a, there's an yeah. event going on on the forum right now, the LTT Forum yes. Boink Pentathlon. So we've talked about folding at home and the amazing things that the LTT Folding at Home team has been doing. And this won't even fully disrupt that. This is still using your compute power to help the world. Um, but this one is very CPU focused. Uh, so they want you to set up Boink to run Rosetta at home, uh, which is doing COVID compute research and is the marathon event. Rosetta is CPU only, however. So if you set up your Boink to do CPU work for Rosetta at home and help COVID stuff, you can keep running folding at home on your GPU and Heck continue yeah. to uh covert research in that way so just uh, uh, make sure you join linus tech tips underscore team during the account creation and completion process and it's uh, probably also a good idea to change the computing preferences on the project website to about 75 percent cpus or two thread leave two threads free so your computer's still like usable point can yeah. also pause automatically if you fire up something demanding like a game and then it can resume again when the computer's idle 
Uh, one other very important piece of um, Linus Tech Tips related news that we do have to go through this week is that LTX 2020 is officially um, on ice. It's it's out. It's done. Um, we do technically still have a venue like like booked, uh, but we will not be able to do uh, any kind of event with the sort of scale that we had anticipated this year. Um, I I kind of screwed up this whole thing. Um, speaking of you know needing PR classes, you know I was talking about Wink there. Um, I should have just accepted much earlier on that this was going to happen and just canceled it. You know, months ago, like we were still making announcements when other people were canceling their events. And I guess that was just my inexperience and also my hope that we, you know, some kind of it would turn out to not be as bad as we thought it was or the lockdown restrictions wouldn't be so pervasive or whatever. I, I just I kind of I hoped something good would happen. It didn't. And LTX 2020 is not going to be able to proceed the way that we hoped. We would, we still want to do something, some kind of fun community engagement slash creator collab thing. It just, it won't be that. Um, and all I can say now is, you know, sorry guys, uh, we really tried. I really, really wanted to do it. This was the year that not only was LTX going to like really glow up, but we might have even made money on it this year. We had a lot of really generous sponsors reach out and say, hey, you guys have like really created something special here and we want to support it. Uh, we've, we've lost money on it every year. Um, so this was like the year that it was going to be like big time. LTX is a real event now. I was so excited and now I am bummed. Um, I have I have some ideas, by the way. Uh, um, good. We do too. Very cool and fun things that cool. maybe I can hopefully contribute. That would be, that would be freaking awesome. Cause we really want to kind of salvage whatever we can out of it. Yeah. Ah, uh, now I'm like bummed. Uh, yeah. okay. In other news, Nintendo Wii source code and design documents were leaked on 4chan of all places. After an attack on hosting provider Broadon, hackers have released a massive dump of technical information about the Nintendo Wii. It includes source code, what for the black box uh boot zero boot one and boot two roms uh documents describing feature planning and implementation apis internal software the full os sdk and source code source code and info on manufacturing and publishing systems and more what? ladies and gentlemen we got them what it's been reported that source code for the n64 and gamecube along with debug builds and source code for legacy pokemon games and much much more is also in there um, Nintendo is presumably itching to unleash their lawyers on anyone who so much as hints at using any of this yeah. information. So projects like Dolphin Emulator, for example, are not likely to see much benefit from it. But it's possible that bug fixes for edge cases may find their way in eventually as people become familiar with these documents and code. It is an open source project yeah. after all. Yeah. So they, they, they could, like, you know not use the exact source code, but they could learn from it, basically. Exactly, exactly. Dang, Nintendo, that kind of blows. I mean, it's good for, like, the homebrew and hacker community, I guess, but, uh, yeah, not great uh, Not great for you. <sighs> what else we got here? Um, Starting to run slightly thin. Yeah, starting to run a little bit thin. Now, Microsoft announced a bunch of Surface stuff. So Surface Go 2 has thinner screen and bigger uh, thinner bezels and a bigger screen. Um, still a little on the chonky side. Core M3 CPUs apparently 
64% faster than the old one, but like that was really slow. Uh, now has the studio mic that the Pro Series has, and it's got Wi-Fi 6. Hey, take that, MacBook Air. There's also an LTE model, so that's pretty sick. Uh, no pricing, but probably going to start around 500 bucks. Surface Book 3 is basically a Surface Book 2 with better internals, 10th gen and uh, GTX 1650 Max-Q, or uh, wow, 1660 Ti Max-Q or Quadro RTX 3000 in the 15-inch model. Wow, 1650 Max-Q in the 13-inch. Okay, that's pretty cool. Screen uh, releases two times faster from the base, and it's got Dolby Atmos. And the Surface Headphones 2 are now in black. Ooh, sexy. Oh and they've yeah. also got Surface earbuds. This is kind of a big deal. Um, or sorry, yeah, it's a big deal, and they're also kind of big. It's a big deal in a couple of ways. The big Surface allows gestures, though. So they could be really cool for controlling your audio, or they could just be a pain in the butt when you go and scratch your ear. Only time shall tell. No noise cancelling, 200 US dollars. More uh, fantastic VPN news. Yeah. There's always great VPN news on WAN Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crucial vulnerabilities in prominent VPN services, private VPN, and BetterNet. Yes, it's not someone we're promoting this time. Uh, have been discovered that could have allowed complete control over a computer running their clients via a rogue software update. While both VPN companies appear to have patched the issue, neither made an announcement to affect the users. Bad form, people. That is not how that's supposed to work. Uh, this came as part of a larger test of 20 VPN service providers, including heavy hitters like NordVPN, ExpressVPN, and PIA. 14 of the, the VPN services had no issues, while six uh, allowed intercepting client-server communications, although BetterNet and private VPN connected to the proof-of-concept attack server and downloaded the software. Ouch. Uh, yeah, big yikes. So I guess we're not completely clear here. BetterNet did not automatically install the malicious update, but private VPN did. Um, while most users at home won't ever see such a hijack, that's probably quite true. The threat of man-in-the-middle attacks it, like these in uh, public situations using untrusted access points, the old school cafe attacks, uh, hotels, yeah. airports, and whatnot, uh, is ironically one of the main selling points of VPNs and is making you quite vulnerable with that solution yeah bummer not fun finally super mario 64 was ported to the pc it has a native port on pc complete with widescreen and high resolution graphics of course this isn't a nintendo initiative and is likely to be shut down oh there's a link already done uh so that happened today at 2 30 p.m so about four hours ago uh <laughs> Uh, womp womp. uh, it was made with data gathered from the fan run Super Mario 64 decompilation project, a project with the goal of decompiling Super Mario 64 in order to understand and document the game's code. This means that the individual or team doing the port had to translate the N64 specific instructions to something that would run on a PC using modern graphics libraries like OpenGL and Direct3D. As a result, it may be possible to run the game on much lower end hardware as there is no emulation taking place. Wow, I like seriously need to get my hands on this before it's impossible to find. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I'm down to just go buy the, buy the... I mean, we talked about this last week. As far as I'm concerned, if I go buy the cartridge, then I can play this guilt-free. Like, it's not like Nintendo did any work on this project. That is so cool. Apparently, they ported it to the Switch, too. <laughs> Wow. Man. So I went from PC all the way back down to Switch. That's I love neckbeards. I really do. They are <laughs> the best because they make my life so much better. 
Thank you, neckbeards. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not generalizing. I'm just saying that there are definitely people who worked on this project who have a neckbeard. That's all I'm saying. Wait, that's a generalization. Crap! Caught again. <laughs> Fell into Darn. my own trap. Totally, <laughs> he totally kept digging when he should have stopped. Yeah, I'm sure this will be findable online. Uh, oh, seems yeah. like most of the links are dead right now, but oh, I'm yeah. sure they will, they will continue to circulate. Yeah, I'm sure Nintendo's super happy about this one. Yeah. All right. Maybe uh, this will. I, I don't remember what it's called, but maybe this will do that thing where when you try to hide it on the internet, it just ends up effect. more. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. All right. We've got to do a couple super chats here, ladies and gentlemen. Metal Gappy says, sorry to hear about LTX. I was hoping BC would be able to squeak by, but no such luck. Here's hoping for a better year next year. I truly also hope for a better luck next time situation. Robert Mayhill says, donation three of waiting for short circuit t-shirts. We're not, I told you, we don't even have any planned. I said it explicitly last week. Why do you keep spending money to, to tell me you're waiting for something that isn't coming? We're working on a long sleeve, Robert. We are keep working on a long sleeve. No, keep pushing. It'll work. Keep pushing. No, I believe. You don't. You know fully I, well, I, I, I don't lie on this show. I'm not like, yeah. yeah, we're not working on this. Oh, surprise, here it is. Like, I... <laughs> No, no, just, just keep throwing money at him. It'll happen. DJE <laughs> says, how do you feel about the roast since some time has passed since it happened? How do you feel about the roast? Me? Yeah. And can you lean a little bit was... to your right? Oh, I got to lean too. We're both not centered really anymore. Cool experience. I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah. I had a blast. It was fun from the, the float plane side of things. We, we learned a lot and developed really cool things for it. Um, and it was... It was the event itself was super fun. Um, totally. I had a blast. I don't think it necessarily like made the most sense. Um, oh, no, we lost I, money. I, yeah, I doubt you guys would end up doing another one, but it was really fun to do. Yeah, no, we wouldn't. <laughs> no. It was a lot to coordinate. <laughs> it was a total blast. It was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and yes. yeah. that's it. But I, no regrets yeah. whatsoever. No, yeah, it, it was great. Uh, okay, what else we got here? I'm not going to do too many today because we, we started the show so late. But Epic Stuff for You says, been watching you for years. Figured maybe I should send you some dollar raise uh, for all the great content. Well, thank you very much. That truly is some epic stuff. It's a hundred of whatever CHFs are. I really wish that... I, I told YouTube this like a year ago. I was like, hey, it's really cool that you show all the different currencies that people donate in because like it makes you feel like you know you're part of this like global community, right? But I would really like to be able to mouse over and know how much it is in like freedom dollars or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Randandy31 says, hello from South Australia. Just curious how much YouTube premium pays versus normal ad views. And do YouTubers still get paid for premium viewers on demonetized content? Wow, that is a fantastic question. That last bit. I have no idea, but I am, I am very curious to know the answer to the point where I am going to just fire over an email to the, uh, the bat phone that I have here uh do you get paid for youtube premium views on demonetized content or does it just affect adsense it's really interesting yeah i i have no idea that's such a great question we don't really deal with it that much so it no. hasn't been a major concern for me i feel like you should because they're technically yeah. completely disconnected systems yeah they're just paying viewers right yeah so it shouldn't matter. 
But I um, also wouldn't be surprised if you don't. <laughs> uh, Linus says, oh, wait, sorry. To answer your question, Randandy, uh, way more, way more. A YouTube premium viewer is worth like an order of magnitude more than uh, a, like a, an ad-supported viewer in terms of money. The, the, I don't mean worth. You guys are all worth a lot to me. But in terms of money, uh, they contribute far more to our bottom line. Uh, Linus says, will the OG Floatplane subscription get a yearly version? Do we have any plans to do that? Uh, do you? I, I don't know. Can we even do that? Because I thought there was a whole like migration issue that we had. That was why we just uh, like grandfathered that plan in as like a weird hidden plan or something. Yes. So we definitely did that. Um, as far as I know, you could enable a yearly option. Yeah. Um, I think we just I don't would... have an easy way to lock people, lock out who can subscribe to it. Because we would only want people who are OG subscribers at oh, the $3 a month to be able to get it. Okay, so I see what you mean by that. I think we could still do that. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend giving them a further discount. Because uh, I don't think there's a... Yeah, it just would be more efficient part. from a billing standpoint. Yes, we wouldn't and give it up would so probably much to PayPal. be uh, lighter and better for people paying in foreign currencies. So there's, there's benefits to it. Um, if, if you can't just do it in the dashboard right now, I can talk to Mr. Hiyuki about it. I don't think that would be super hard to do. Yeah, it's just a matter of like people would have to voluntarily change over their thing. And if there's anything we've learned from migrations in the past, this is people are like, cannot be arsed. Yeah. Um, the Moo Master Z says, your Adobe video shows the value of software as a service for Linus Media Group. Are you not worried that if a tool is discontinued or a company closes, you'll potentially lose access to old content? I'm morally against software as a service. Absolutely, I'm worried about it. I hate it. It's just that I'm running a business here, and unfortunately, it's that's the the best evil. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a better solution right now. Uh, Alex Wojolski says, my girlfriend says you look like a daddy with that beard, except I don't have a girlfriend. And I said that keep up all that you do. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Uh, the random person Linus, you inspired me to build a PC and get into technology. Thanks for the, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Don Gordon, first time on the live stream. Welcome. Uh, Kay Bastian says, when will the sandals be available in the store? I've been waiting since August 9th, 2019. No time soon. I have not gotten any samples from factories that have been anywhere near the standard that I would want it to be up to. So we're, we're not there. Keep sending super chats. It'll happen. It doesn't work that I'm way. Telling you, man, if, if any of you have any requests for merch, things, just fire away on the super chats. It'll, it, it, it just, it, it fuels the machine. It just keeps things moving. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, I had a non-super chat, just a chat that I happened to notice as it was scrolling by asking what's going on with the PewDiePie PC. So I have not been in direct contact with Felix. I don't know him. And I don't think as far as I know, I don't think he has really any desire to like, um, engage more with like the YouTuber community and collabs and stuff. It seems like he kind of stopped doing that a while back. Um, at least that's sort of what my very distant observation has told me. Um, so I don't know what he is or isn't doing with it. I did offer to cover taking it to a local shop to have the motherboard swapped out. Um, but I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if his sponsorships with whoever provides his PCs even allows him to use it. We just, 
you know, we built it as a lark. We we wanted it to be a great machine and we wanted it to be the reason we built it well was we wanted it to be good enough that he could use it if he really wanted to. But I, I honestly was not really expecting him to daily drive it. Like apparently would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Apparently Sive has a video that talks about it more. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Sive was yeah. very helpful for getting the whole thing done. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool and then we're going to unbox. He is a meme lord. It's fantastic. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, like it's ridiculous. The guy is like a walking, living meme. I just don't even understand it. What video does he have? I actually, the, the latest video on his channel is from like a month He's ago. too old. Yeah. Someone mentioned in Twitch chat that he does, but I was like, I didn't see it. I'm not sure. Maybe it's on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'm not, it could be. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I would be so thrilled if he actually used it, but I just, I know from being an influencer and I realize this is a very first world problem and nobody's going to feel bad for me, but people kind of send you too much unsolicited crap. And sometimes yeah. it can actually just be a burden because you're like, what am I going to do with this thing? Like how, how many, you know, uh, a perfect example is like phone cases. How many phone cases can one man put on his phone? The answer is one, you know, like I, <laughs> there's, there's just a limit, right? Uh, yeah. Nick Plumax says, Linus, have you showered today? I have not showered in like three days. Look how greasy my hair is. I need to go have a shower. It's gross. And on that note, I might do that right now. Thank you guys for tuning into the WAN show. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye. Go dislike the Microsoft video. Ouch. Ouch. Why you got to be like that? Why you got to be like that, Luke? I don't even Luke. interact with the YouTube videos that often. You I'm kind monster. of a YouTube lurker, but you I dislike that one. Um, hold on a second. Hold on. I got to check something real quick here. I just got to I got to check something for you real quick. Uh, you know, all right, hold on. I just need to, I need to see if there's anyone that we need to like, uh, go in. What, what's it called when you, when you dump all your viewers on someone? Raid. Raid. Yeah. Nobody's on. Caltain's not live. Luke Laffer's not live. That guy's such an idiot. I can't stand him. What a loser. Just plays like crap games. Like crap. What a nerd. Plays the crappiest games. Leafy are you around? Are you times, done your attic stuff? Plenty times not. I actually gamed for, you, you kind of missed me. I didn't even think to message you. I gamed for like five hours <sighs> yesterday i was playing anno though i was playing single player anno it was the lamest thing ever from like uh <laughs> from like an engagement with engaging with a friend standpoint but yeah i'm right. i'm totally i'm totally down i'm down to play some games i was nice, up i was up it. till four i was so irresponsible last night um, you could you could raid yourself then i could raid myself no i just I stream like... on this channel so yeah yeah but you have to stop this stream so if you just stop the stream and start it again it's kind of like raiding yourself oh i need some dinner first i no. like hardcore need dinner first i gotta put my kids in bed no this, i do ha i have responsibilities not how you a successful twitch streamer I, i'm not a successful twitch streamer neither out. are you you're the last person who should be giving <laughs> advice on being a successful twitch streamer jeez jeez better than me <laughs> she she straight up is isn't she yeah yeah, plenty of time. Like she, she's like making more money on Twitch than you ever have, isn't she? I bet she is. Uh, not ever. Well, but yeah, but it doesn't count when you're not. like, hey guys, um, so, <laughs> um, I need a, I need a Valve Index, and I really, um, 
can't I don't want to buy one for myself because I have a mortgage now and it's true um you know I'm running a startup so if you guys could just kind of you know cheer me enough that would <laughs> that would cheer me up then I would be able to get one I'm not gonna do anything if you if you cheer I'm just gonna casually say thanks and then probably ignore you yeah. but thanks yeah. Every time, every time people cheer, they don't do it very often. And usually I don't look at the chat at all because I'm playing Beat Saber, which makes it very difficult to look at the chat. Or I'm playing Anno and I get like focused. I get focused yeah. when I play Anno. I like barely look at it. So half the time people cheer, I don't recognize what's going on in the UI. And I'm like, sorry, what is that? What is this? Oh, oh, cheering. What is cheering again? I, I know what it is now. It's like bits or something, right? Yeah. There's bits. Yeah. You cheer with bits. Yeah, I uh, Twitch adds so much junk all the time that I never know what's going on. Anyways, I'm still. I, I think my last stream, I just finally figured out what a hype train even is, and now that I even know what it is, I don't understand. I have not even I, tried to figure out like, what that one is. I, yeah, I think you're supposed to like make people keep cheering more and more and more. Like yeah. it's all just like these these horrible like. Oh, like, yeah. Like casino level yep. gambling mechanisms. I just, it kind of makes like, me feel icky, quite it, honestly. It, and it like, also, I shamelessly monetize. Like, I shamelessly monetize okay. everything I do. I'm monetizing I right know. now. I'm taking yeah. super chats. I'm taking Twitch contributions and like prime subs. I'm taking corporate sponsors. I took three corporate sponsors for this show. I Heck am a yeah. monetization machine. And I yeah. look at Hype Train and I'm like, Really? Big X. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like they set it up so that there's like, there's the, okay, so I could get some of this wrong because I still don't really care. Yeah. Um, hashtag not a good streamer. But uh, if you like push it to the next milestone or whatever, yeah, everyone in the chat unlocks, I think everyone in the chat, maybe just people that contributed. I don't know. Um, they unlock permanent emotes that are like hype train themed. So like they try to make it fun and they give you direct rewards and they're like, everyone give them money now and give them money in ways that Twitch can siphon part of it off. <laughs> but the things that they gave you are just pixels. They're, yeah. they're just pixels. I don't know. Every I feel like everything we charge for has a value. The only things that we take money from our viewers for are content, the content. You are directly supporting the content through early access on floatplane.com or yeah. you are buying merch. But there's also like higher quality to that and stuff. Yes, exactly. Really access, higher quality. Well, there's a high, there's a better community over there as well. Like the comment section, I find myself reading my float plane comments at the beginning of the day, and then I'll like look at my YouTube comments for that day's video later. Like float plane comments are awesome. Um, we and... we actually had a talk today about after okay. we released the the new big update that's still it's still a bit out but it's coming which is text picture and audio posts i think this is the first time that i've talked about it hey. super popular on wan show it's not it's not that close don't freak out but it is it is coming it's been worked on for a while um after that comes out something that we're talking about i don't know if it's going to happen at all or when it will happen if it does happen uh but like kind of a revamp to the comment section because something we've been discussing yeah. is like um Right now, our comments are more similar to other websites that have comments, yeah. not like a forum. And we know that the comment section on Floatplane, ubiquitously across all creators, is a better experience than the comment section on something like YouTube. Yeah. So it might be better for us to give a more rich 
commenting experience that is more similar to something like the Linus Tech Tips forum than a traditional like YouTube comment section where you can have better, more thorough interaction with each other, uh, more tools, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, just an idea. Don't know. A lot of people have mentioned that they prefer conversing with each other on the forum versus the comments on Floatplane. Yeah. And that's just made the wheels turn. That would be very far down the line if it happens. But yeah. I actually had someone offer to buy the forum um, last week. What? I told them to go take a hike. Uh, they yeah. they were basically like, yeah, like uh, I, 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 I basically was talking about it. I was like, yeah, it's worthless to me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, we, don't, we, don't, we don't make any money on it. And they're like, oh, well, like, do you want to sell it? I'm like, no. And they're like, but you <laughs> don't make any money on it. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, why, I mean, we could make money on it. I'm like, yeah, but then the site would suck. Yeah. My Linus Tech Tips Forum was created because I wanted a tech forum that I could go to and enjoy. That's like the when, main when reason. Made like no money. Uh, we made the forum and it made no money yep. because... And we committed to basically it making no money when we made no money because we were like, this just makes more sense. Yeah, well, I, I, it was created because like, so our, our code of conduct was created by me and Luke, mostly Luke, but uh, I, I guided sort of what I wanted it to be. It had my name on the site. So it was really important to me that the spirit of the community was something that I could get behind. And so our code of conduct is basically don't be a dick and be excellent to each other, okay? Those are, those are the main guiding principles of the Linus Tech Tips Forum because I was so sick of it being either this extreme where you've got super techie forums where people are disrespectful to anyone who would have the audacity to ask a newbie question, and then you've got these super basic forums where people just kind of don't really know what they're talking about. I wanted something in between. I wanted knowledgeable people who were committed to actually being welcoming to new members. And uh, it was also, okay, so the other half of it was that it was our backup plan. In case YouTube went down, we needed some way to, to own our audience and have some way to reach them if, there were, if all of a sudden we weren't on YouTube anymore and you needed to access us somewhere else. So it was, it was a way to hold on to our community and to have a tech forum that, I, like, I don't go to almost any other tech forum now. I just... Go to linustechtips.com. Whatever's in the news or like whatever's in the discussion over there, it's like it's basically all I need to know. It's, it's great. Love it. Um, so yeah. I, for, for no reason other than that, my intention would be to leave Linus Tech Tips and calling it independent isn't quite right because it's owned, wholly owned by Linus Media Group Incorporated. It's not really like independent in that sense. It's not like community owned or anything like that. But I am the definition of a hands-off owner. When it comes to LandisTechTips.com, I actually didn't even look at the analytics for almost two years once. <laughs> that was when I messaged you. I was like, hey, Luke, did you know the forum's still growing? And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't. Because <laughs> like, we yeah. don't put any ads on it, really. Like, It's got like you know, a link to display or whatever, or like a sidebar with the latest Linus Media Group videos, like Amazon affiliate link here and there. But... It is mostly funded by the bronze, silver, and gold contributors, who we were totally upfront with right from the start. Get absolutely nothing for their contributions. <laughs> no, they they get ads removed, which there are almost none of. Yeah, 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 and yeah. They get access to the bronze, silver, and gold sections, where basically nothing no one happens. Gets, except there is one thread 
in the bronze section. It's like a counting thread or something. They're they're trying to count to ten thousand with images that have that number highly related to it in some way. Yeah, That's I the love cool it. Thing. Yeah, it's just it's just random. It's a really cool place, and I I told those guys that I basically it's re it was really funny because I spent like probably five minutes explaining what's so valuable about LinusTechTips.com, and I said explicitly at one point they must not have heard me that. It was like absolutely not for sale. Like I would not part it out or something or whatever they were asking. Um, and then at the end of it, they were like, oh, okay, so then like, um, you know, you would part it out. I'm like, no, why would they just I do heard that? it doesn't make money and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but we could put all these like automatically playing video ads on it. I'm like, no, part of what's great about Linus Media Group is that it has things that don't have to make money like LTX for the first three years. It's just it's just funded by the by the sponsors and by the super chats and by all the other things that we do on the YouTube content. So many people ask me, they're like, uh, they're like, hey, uh, you know, what else does Linus Media Group do? Nothing. We just make videos and then do stuff that we think is cool. And my kids clearly need me to go pay attention to them now. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Hey, brats. Alright, so I'm ending the YouTube stream now. Oh, well, hold on a second. Is that a... Did someone just send a 100 CHF super chat? I don't know what this is. I've been watching you for years figure... Oh, no, yeah, we already did that one. Okay, ending the stream.